Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. I am so tired of doing this, man. Not this. I love doing this. I'm Kyle. That's James. We're the Insiders, and we're here every day from 10 a.m. to noon. And this is one of my favorite things to do. I am so tired of getting on here and having to talk about another Kings game where they threw their jerseys on the court and lost by 30. Mm. It's yeah, Kyle. Fr- it's frustrating, man. It's really, really weird. frustrating. It's just weird. Like, the whole vibe of this team, it's really high or it's just non-existent. Yeah. I don't know how to, like, put it another way. Like, they have... They take two steps forward and one step back every time. The good thing is they're taking two, not one step forward, one step back, or one step forward, two steps back. It's always two steps forward, one step back, but it just doesn't I, feel good. It was last night one step back though. Last night felt that's the, that, and I think that's the problem with their with the with all these these blowout losses. Is it's not the quantity of the loss; it's the quality uh, of the loss. They're not they're not like oh man, they just hung in there. You know what? They get a couple more shots to fall. And they're winning that game. It's not a lot of those this year. No, it's really tough to for us to break down what it is that happens. I mean, look, it was it was like f- kids and family night at Golden One Center. Mm. The whole building is packed with kids. A lot of the uh, kids that had only it was their first game ever. You know, I had a, a buddy hit me up right in the middle of the game, and like I I spent seven hundred bucks on this on this game, bringing his family. Oh. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You should. You have a team that was down fifty at home. Fifty. God. That's un. un- <laughs> I hate saying unacceptable because I mean they're playing a game. Yeah, and it, that's unacceptable. It is. Bottom line, you can't be down fifty at home. If you are the Detroit Pistons and you're down fifty at home, okay, you're mm-hmm. gonna hear the booze. But you know what? This is a playoff team, man. And this isn't and again, this is not this is not overreaction Monday, okay? This is just plain reacting. Yeah. Because if the Kings were what are they now? Twenty one and fourteen? Something like that. 21. Seven games over. So they're seven games over, okay? If they were seven games over, and like I said, a couple of okay, close loss here, close loss there, okay. You know what? Last night they had a bad night. A bad night is fine. That happens sometimes. The Boston Celtics are going to have some bad nights this year. Mm-hmm. The Denver Nuggets 
last year, won the NBA title, had some the Golden State Warriors during their run had bad nights. The Kings, it's way too often, and it's at the point, well, it's been at the point, frankly, and last night underscored it. This is beyond just, oh, hey, you know what? It was an off night. It was a bad night. If it happens with this level of frequency, there's something fun. There's a fundamental issue. But to the point you just made, you flip the other side of the coin, and they are record-wise better than they were last year. You have Darren Fox having an MVP-type season. Yeah. You have Damana Sabonis playing as well as he ever has. You have Malik Monk playing as well as he ever has. And then it's uh, it's just not the, the juice isn't there this year, it feels like. Ten of their 14 losses are by double figures, and more than one of those, yeah. like a whole bunch of them, are by like twenty plus. Yeah, it's not. It's not down six with two minutes to go, and they play the fouling game, and they lose by ten. Yeah, yeah, no. It's bizarre. I I don't know, like how to put a finger on what it is that's that's going on, but it's three game, three wins, one loss, one loss, two, uh, one win, two losses, two wins, one loss, two wins, one loss, and the losses when you have you like the Pelicans. Charlotte and and Portland, like those aren't good teams. It's okay to lose to Boston. The like Pelicans I, can play. The Pelicans can play, but the Pelicans were without Zion. The Pelicans are not the they are they are 4-0 against the Kings this year. Yeah. So okay, maybe they're a tough matchup. And we'll we'll dive into all of this. But the Pelicans are not 30 plus points better than the Kings twice. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> At least twice. Like I said, I think they, yeah. I, I do think they present a little bit of a matchup problem for the Kings, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But that second game they played in New Orleans earlier this year, they lost by what was it, thirty-seven, um, something like that. They it, lost by they lost by a ton, and then a couple of nights later came back and lost by five. That lost by five is like okay, thirty-six. The first one was thirty-six. Thirty-six. Yeah, and then they lose the next one by five. Okay, that that makes more sense. This doesn't make sense. Losing to the Blazers. As badly as they did, doesn't losing to the Hornets flat out without four player without <laughs> four starters before their starters. A, a bad team missing four starters and it, it so I I don't I don't know if it's and again we'll dive into this uh, as the show goes on but I don't know if it is all the trade talk I don't know if it is hey you know what they're already looking ahead to the playoffs and they just don't have the same regular season fight because they're worried about April and May maybe it's that. Whatever it is, though, it does not instill a ton of confidence. That and again, I've I li- almost verbatim said this exact same thing after their loss to Charlotte. Yeah, it this doesn't instill a ton of confidence, despite the fact that record wise they are better at this point than they were last year. It does not instill a ton of confidence that they are going to go in and win four out of seven games in a playoff series. Because hey, out of those seven games. They might drop two just like this, where yeah. they are not competitive. And that's not a good spot to be in. No, it's it's really strange. I don't think I've, uh, you know, I've covered a lot of bad teams in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And I, I can, like, remember somebody asked Tyrese Halliburton, is this the worst loss? He goes, no, last year we lost by 43 one night. <laughs> sure. He's like, so no, this was not, this is not the lowest of the lows. Yeah. That was the lowest. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, a team that just can't figure out mm-hmm. there there's a switch that gets shut off you know I, I don't know what it is like it's 
it's just something weird that happens where they're just, they're not there on yeah. certain nights. And, you know, again, I feel for people who spent a lot of money to go to a game last night yeah. and, and were treated to a, a team that did not take the game like that serious at all, like for whatever reason. Yeah, man. And that's, that's the whole thing is I, players don't, to mm. me, don't owe fans much. Yeah. But like trying. Try, yeah. try, trying as hard as you can. And it just, like I said, 82 games, I know that some nights you're just not going to have it, and I am I am sensitive to that, and I understand it. But at this point, it's something more than that. Yeah. And we'll we'll listen to this a couple times. I think Damana Sabonis in, his, in, in the locker room after the game kind of summed it up. Here's mm-hmm. here's Damana Sabonis via uh, James Hamm. That's you. Uh, no, it just sucks because, like you said, we're having a good, great season here better than last year. It's just the losses we do have are usually really high, you know, so they definitely hurt more, and um, they're definitely concerning you know but um yeah i don't know how to answer that yet i don't know how to answer that yet it's january 8th yeah and the team doesn't have answers and we're approaching the midway point of the season kyle i'm it, it's hard for me because i don't know what i'm expecting him to say there I, he's not even if demonis sabonis knows you know what i i d- player x i don't even want to name a player yeah. player x I can tell when he walks in that he's not going to have it that night, and it, he's not going to say that. Yeah, in, in the media, he, he's not. But you can tell the way he answers that question. They, it's not like they're going in the locker room like, "All right, we know how to fix this." Yeah, and that's that's a tough spot to be in. Kyle, he had seventeen points, ten rebounds, like six assists, mm-hmm. right? So his ten rebounds. Mm-hmm. The Kings got out rebounded twenty nine to nine in the first half to nine. Nine. He had 10 rebounds on the night. No one else on the team, and a lot of people played. No one else on the team had more than two. On the game. Oh. On the So you went into halftime, 29-9, to nine, and you didn't make an adjustment even then. Like, the second half looks very similar. Like just the rebounding alone showed that they, you know, people are saying, well... The Pelicans, and Damana says it too in part of his postgame. Well, you know, the Pelicans hit most of their shots. So there weren't a lot of rebounds. It's like, but you didn't hit any of your shots. So there was a ton of offensive rebounds. At some point, you should have said, hey, he's probably going to miss this. We should probably go get the rebound. The Pelicans hit their shots. Isn't good, by the way. No. That's not that, <laughs> That's not a solution. You got to play better defense. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of things. And again, I, I thought Demon Sabonis came out and played hard. I, sure. I did. I thought yeah, he does I thought, on almost every night. Uh, yeah, I like every night, I would say. The, he came out, he played hard, and he was ready to go. But one guy can't drag along the no. the other 14 guys on the roster. It felt like the last two games, because the Kings got a nice win over the Raptors on, on Friday, albeit probably a little bit closer than they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. The Raptors made a couple of nice adjustments in that game, but... I think that that the last two games highlight why this team's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. You get a lengthy, athletic team like the Raptors; it's playing well after their trade, and then they come into to Golden One and you kind of put the screws to them early. And like I said, they they made a couple adjustments and made a run in the second half, but you hold them off and you, and you beat a team that is built like a team that you've struggled against this year. Yeah, and that's that's great. But then you come back two nights later and have all the same problems with that type of team. I, I agree. The one little caveat I'm going to say is this was the third night, the third game in four nights for the Kings. Mm, yeah. And the back-to-back was pretty brutal. 
And so I'm I'm gonna like there is a little bit of me that says, hey, you know, it was an early game coming off of again the the fourth the third game in four nights, mm-hmm. but you can't like that's not an excuse for getting for trailing by fifty at home. Yeah. No, I'm I'm right there with you. So we'll have plenty of that. The Kings and Pascal Siakam deal, I guess, fell through like right before the game started the other night. Yeah. And we will talk about that with with any updates that that you have there, James. The 49ers also played this weekend. They lost to the Rams 21-20 in a game that didn't mean anything for San Francisco in the standings. The Rams clinched the number six seed uh, for the 49ers. It snapped a 12-game NFC West win streak. It snapped a nine-game regular season win streak against the Rams. But the NFL playoffs are now set. The 49ers got out of the game mostly healthy. We'll talk a little bit about that today. But we have plenty of Sacramento Kings from over the weekend. Like I said, they beat the Raptors 135 to 130. Then they lose to the Pelicans 133 to nothing. 916-909-1320. is the phone number if you want to jump in on this conversation. What the heck is wrong with the Kings, man? I don't know. Because I asked you before the show, because we were talking about it. It's like this year's team has a better record than last year's. Mm-hmm. But what team are you taking in a seven-game series? Last year's team. I am too. No I've said question. it. I've said it all season long. No question. That team last year had an identity. Had some dog. This team, I don't know what it is. Still, no I dog. don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's even the no dog. It's that this team, they're not an offensive juggernaut. That's what last year's team was. That was their identity. I don't know what their identity is this year, and it that to me is a little alarming at this point. You know, mm-hmm. it, my friend Doug Chrissy always says, "What, what is Kings basketball? What is this team's basketball? What is their brand of basketball? Mm-hmm. What is it?" Because he, I and I can't tell you, I who what they are today. I don't know who they are and what they are. Their offense is demonstrably worse, and their defense is the same at best. Yeah, it's it's around the same. Maybe it's a little bit better, but yeah. Yeah. It is not. The scale is not the same. No. Yeah. Interesting cool. stuff. Lots to get into, but let's get into James. Six quick thoughts. Of course, James uh, covers the Kings for the Kings Beat. Thekingsbeat.com. Go ahead and subscribe for a deeper dive on what's going on with Sacramento. Or you can listen to the show, of course. But six quick thoughts uh, with James Ham coming up next. From Six quick thoughts from the loss to the Pelicans. Pelicans. Not over the weekend. Nope. Six quick thoughts from the loss to the Pelicans. What's what's up with the Kings? We'll talk about it next on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. Back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320. Careful what you find in a thrift store. That's all. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> My goodness. Um, you know, I, I'm going to make a really strange statement here, Kyle. I, I would have considered, like, purchasing a few vinyls there and hiding that in the stack. And taking it home and burning it and making sure that it it was not circulated any longer. That is wild. That's a good idea. That is wild. I just didn't want to To be that guy. I I feel weird having a photo of it in my phone. Oh, no, totally. But like I have to show it to everyone I know because, oh, my God. 
Oh my gosh. Kyle. I'll tweet I'll I'll tweet a photo of it later. What in the world? Yeah. Uh, I might tweet. I feel very uncomfortable tweeting. If, it if you even. tweet it, you're gonna have somebody go buy that. You know it. <laughs> They're gonna be like, hey, where is that shop like, at? What? That's wink, crazy. wink. <laughs> like oh sheesh. Yeah, uh chatty house. I'll show you at the break. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, Kyle. We have that boy that really derailed yeah, everything. All right, it that's did. fine. All right, let's get it back on track. The Kings, uh, before we get to six quick thoughts, oh, no, let's do six quick thoughts first. All right, six quick thoughts with James Ham from the Kings 133-100 loss to the Pelicans. How'd yesterday's Kings game go? Kings insider James Ham has six notes you need to know. Here are James Ham's six quick thoughts. I love that, Kyle. I feel like I'm in an 80s movie and someone's running and, like, getting in shape. Oh, yeah, no, it's incredible, like, uh, montage music. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Total total montage uh, music. Drago! <laughs> Quick thoughts. Uh, number one, Kyle. What was that? De'Aaron Fox is the team's leading scorer. In this one, he finished with three points on one of ten from the field. It's never a good thing when your star has more turnovers than points. Uh, that's a few suspect games in a row. Does De'Aaron Fox need to rest? That's a great question that we will pin a l- for a little bit later in the show. Okay. I went and looked this up. Last time De'Aaron Fox scored three or fewer points in a game he played 25 or more minutes in, October 29th, 2017, his sixth NBA game. Oof. He scored two points. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, he's a little beat up. Yeah, I, I just I mean, it, it, it look here. Like you said, it's not it's not the one bat because he has been so good. He is a superstar in the National Basketball Association. All right, he is going to be a perennial All Star, likely a perennial All NBA guy, and a to me a one A on a title team. Okay, he's checked all those boxes. You're gonna have a bad night here and there, mm-hmm. uh, especially. I mean, you're gonna legit have those nights where you're one for ten. But on the other hand, this is. A couple games now out of the last there was there was the other what do you have 15 points was that against charlotte yeah i think it's 14 points um he he definitely has shown a little bit of wear and tear like he came right. to the podium yes. the other night he's he, you're right he did score 15 uh he was six of 22 and 0 for five oh that was against orlando that was against mm. orlando yeah that's right and he came to the podium one of those games and you could tell it was a tough. It was tough getting up the stairs, and I we even asked him about it. Like yeah. you look a little beat up, and he's, he said, "Yeah, like some at some point in every season, mm-hmm. you know, you're fighting through some things." But yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little beat up. So yeah, yeah, not great. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very much on on the deer and fox needs a game off train, but we can uh, we can talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Number two. Uh, forget the double-double. Demontis Bonus was a lone Kings player to put up stats, finishing with 17 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. He also posted a team-worst negative 32. At least he rebounded. The rest of the team were allergic to the glass. A negative 30... Oops, that's premature. A negative 32 plus-minus is rough. Yeah. But, I mean, at least... Hey. 17, 10, and 6. If that's going to be a bad game for you, then... I thought he was battling. I just thought like no one else had it. And like he he's on the court 
while to post a negative 32, you're yeah. playing with four other dudes and probably more like eight other dudes over the course of like your two stents. Yeah. And it was tough. It was tough sledding for our guy. Yeah. All right. Number three. Uh, speaking of rebounding, the Kings were out hustled on the boards 29 to nine in the first half and 51 to 25 for the game. It's the most basic of hustle stats, and they failed. Outside of Sabonis, no other player had more than two rebounds. Eesh. Do you know how hard that is to do in an NBA game? To go out there and have not more than two rebounds? And again, I understand the, the, the Pelicans shot 50 of 82, which is bananas by itself. It's 61% yeah. from the field. But that means there's 32 shots that you can go get. Yeah. And not a single player had more than two boards? Well, the other problem is the Kings missed so many shots themselves. And the fact that you didn't have, you're going and getting offensive rebounds, like sometimes that's what you got to do. I mean, if you if you don't think the shot's going down, I mean, if, if everyone is struggling, then get on the offensive glass. They had eight offensive rebounds, okay? One of them, Alex Len, who played 10 minutes. One of them, Kevin Herter, who is a shooting guard. One of them, Harrison Barnes, who doesn't rebound anymore, apparently. Keegan Murray got one. Okay, fine. Uh, Kessler Edwards, who plays eight minutes, got one. Sasha Vazenkov, who came off the bench, got one. And play- he played 21 minutes. And Keon Ellis, 12 minutes. He's a point guard. Two offensive boards. Mm. Like, that just can't. That can't happen, man. No, and Keegan, that offensive rebound was his only rebound. And Harrison Barnes, that offensive rebound you mentioned, oh my God. that was his only rebound. And Chris Duarte, he won up both of them. He had zero. Zero uh, rebounds for, for Chris Duarte. Kevin Herter, that was also his lone rebound. Same thing with Alex Oof. Len. Oof. Like you said, that's a basic hustle stat. It is. Super basic. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number four. The fill-in. Uh, Trey Lyles missed a game with an ankle injury, uh, opening the door for Sasha Vizenkov to see the court. Your league star showed up, uh, showed no hesitation in his game, hitting the Pelicans for 11 points and two rebounds. I thought Sasha played well. He moved without the ball. He was active. He was one of the few players that was active. He took some uh, haphazard three-point shots that um, had no shot of going in. <laughs> but overall, I at least like the energy and the fact that he continued playing when a bunch of other people did not. Yeah. It bodes well that his place in the rotation has been so herky-jerky this year, mm-hmm. but he's still willing to let it fly when he does get on the court. Yeah. And he still hustles. He still rebounds. He's still in the right places. Yeah. Yeah. I like Sasha. All right. Number five. Find your game. One of the advantages of a game like this is players who are struggling can try to find a rhythm. Whether it translates when the Kings hit the road or not, Kevin Herter played well, hitting two of five from deep for 17 points and three assists. Like, look, there's a silver lining in every game, and maybe this is one of the few. Uh, but Kevin Herter actually started to look like he was trying to shoot out of his slump, and that's all you can ask for at this point. Do you know the last time he made multiple three-pointers? No. <laughs> December 22nd. He also went two for six against Phoenix in that one. The last time he shot better than 33% on six-plus attempts was December 2nd against Denver. Oh. When he went four of six. Yeah. Oof. He's struggling, man. I, but it's been a rough stretch for him. For but sure. you can see a way that he can pull, uh, like pull out of his his skid, if he just starts hitting some shots, and <laughs> I mean that's what shooters do. Yep, twenty six point two percent over his last seventeen games. 26. Like there's there's got to be an ascension to the mean coming. Yeah, it's really. I, <laughs> that's what I'm going to keep leaning on. All right, last one. Uh, Bravo. 
Keon Ellis has been out of the rotation while Mike Brown gives Davion Mitchell another shot. Like every other game this season, the two-way guard played with energy and pride. He finished with 13 points, two rebounds, and a steal. Kessler Edwards earns an honorable mention as well for his play. Uh, Keon Ellis is coming for your minutes. That's And I, I he should be in the rotation. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I'm wondering if Mike Brown, knowing how these games have sort of gone, starts going to those guys a little bit earlier in these games where, you know what, early on, looks like they don't have it. I know they're not rotation players, and I know that they're not players you're going to rely on to help you climb back in games, but maybe an influx of energy with Kessler Edwards or Keon Ellis if he's not in the regular rotation. Maybe that helps some of these games keep from getting out of hand. I don't know. Yeah. And, I, 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 you got to try anything at this point. And look, I, I think sometimes you need to acknowledge that a player not playing and, uh, and another player that might be playing not because he gives you the best opportunity to win, but because you have trade deadline coming up and you need to make sure a player is playing. So some of these decisions that mm. they go, they're not always 100% a coaching decision. Sometimes they are a franchise decision mm-hmm. and you have to understand that it's a business. And uh, But Keon Ellis probably needs to find his way back into the rotation. Does De'Aaron Fox need a night off? And if he does, when should he get it? We'll talk about that next. If you have thoughts on what the heck's going on with the Kings and why they keep losing games like this, please let us know. 916-909-1320. That's 906-909. Nope, here we go. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Reset 321. That's 916-909-1320. That's 916-909-1320. We're talking Kings next on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento's sports leader. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there.
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. All right, we back. Tough night for De'Aaron Fox last night. Oof. One of 10, three points, his fewest points in a game where he played 25 or more minutes since October 29th of 2017. He was 19 years old then, Kyle. Golly. Like, Honestly, that time. that by itself, hang on, before we get into what, what De'Aaron Fox needs or doesn't need, also, we have CJ on the line, and I'm a little bit afraid that CJ's call might derail us. Oh. But not all the way, because we might just be in lockstep and it'll be good to go, but uh, CJ, we'll get to you here in a second. It's honestly super impressive that it had been that long since De'Aaron Fox had done that. Uh. Had three or fewer points in 25 or more minutes. He did it in his sixth NBA game and then just never again. Yeah. Never had, never had a never had a night where just nothing was working for him and he did not just one time that happened. And that's the only that that's pretty amazing to me. I think it's to also be totally honest, with you, especially because those teams are so bad early on. Yeah. It's also crazy to think that De'Aaron Fox has now been in the league seven years. And that you know, it won't be that long until he surpasses Jason Thompson as the all-time leader in, in games played in the Sacramento era. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Jason is at, oh, no. Uh-oh. What happened? Oh, did did we miss De'Aaron we- Fox? Surpa- I think we did. Oh, miss- do we need, do I need sounds? Uh, what I, do we got? I think he surpassed Jason Thompson. In, in, oh, no, no, 541. My bad. No, no, no. No, no. We still do good, good work. Thanks. Yeah, but game started uh, 405 for Thompson. Uh, 541 is the number for Jason Thompson. That's the most games played? Yeah, in the Sacramento era. And Jason uh, and uh, De'Aaron Fox is at 424. So so next year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he'll be the all-time leader in Gosh. goals. He's all, already the all-time leader in assists. He passed Mike Bibby. He's uh, got to be getting up there in points. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Mitch Richmond's uh, like eight years straight of 21 and a half plus, I think. I think it'll take a while for him to get to the, the points total. Really? Really? How many points have been, how, how many points does De'Aaron Fox have with the Kings? Uh, 87.95. 87.95. And I'm gonna guess Rock Mitch is around had, twelve. Oh yeah, no, he's at twelve thousand. Yeah, twelve thousand seventy. Yeah, as all a right. member of the Kings, yeah, he's got a long ways to go to have all these records. But all right. yeah, 
You have to remember, like, he walked in the door and was dropping 21 and a half every single game and every single season. Um, And he topped out at, like, I don't know, 23-9, 25-9, 25-9 in his second to last season in Sacramento. All right. Yeah. All right, fine. A different era. A couple years until then. Yeah. He's going to hold, like, every Sacramento record, though. Um, I that's do why, believe that's true. That's why it's so jarring that he goes one for 10 in a game with three points. Yeah, and I mean, like, look, even when he was young, when when he's exhausted, you can see it. Like, first of all, it used to be we'd be in the locker room, you'd see his feet in ice buckets. Mm-hmm. But when he is hurting, he walks straight-legged. Like, you can see him, like, mm-hmm. gingerly walking Mm-hmm. And right now he's walking that way. Yeah. And he also took a shot in the hip in this game and didn't get a foul call, which he was upset about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, there is like, he's just beat up and, and that happens during a season, especially for a player who up until a week ago was averaging 30 points a game. He's down yeah. to like 28.3. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to happen when you have a bunch of off nights like this. So mm-hmm. he'll, he'll be all right. Uh, I just think that, you know, eventually you're going to have to find a way to get him, some rest and this road trip is not easy to go get that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have him take a break and, and not play the Detroit game or the Charlotte game. Mm-hmm. One of the back to back to start it, but the Kings need wins and he's your best option to win games. Yeah. And without him, you take a step backwards. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I don't see a way to get him a, a real break mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah. If it's, if it is as easy as one night off, I would punt either the Detroit or Charlotte game and just say, okay, if you lose this game, so be it. Yeah. I mean, they've won games that they beat Oklahoma City without him. So it's not it's not impossible to win without De'Aaron Fox. And maybe that's the the kick in the rear end that the entire team needs. Mm-hmm. Is hey, midseason, Fox getting a night off, everybody's got to step up. Maybe that gets Kevin Herter going. Maybe that maybe that helps Keon Ellis carve out a, a permanent spot in the rotation. I don't know. Yeah. But I think there could be more benefits. There, I think the benefits could potentially outweigh, you know, losing one at, in 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 mid January. Um, I the sign to me, if he had gone, if he had gone three for nineteen, yeah, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't necessarily buy into the the rest thing. The fact that he only shot it ten times in twenty five minutes, twenty six minutes. Oh yeah, that's that that is the biggest because when have we ever seen De'Aaron Fox at any point this year? Go, I'm struggling. I'm going. Team struggling. I'm taking the a back seat tonight. Mm. Like, no, nah, he's the guy that's going to go claw you back into a game. Yeah, I would assume that it's his fewest field goal attempts by a lot. Yeah, uh, his previous fewest field goal attempts, sixteen and sixteen, and those were both in loss uh, losses. One to the Clippers, one to Boston. So to drop all the way down to ten. Um, yeah, that's 10 attempts. And even one of those where he took 16 shots, it was nine of 16 and six of eight from three and still finished with 29 points. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's not a bad night. The other is, is one of those bad games, uh, the Clippers game where he had 14 points. He's only scored in, uh, like below. Well, that's the first game he's had in single digits, but he's only scored under 25 times on the season, 18, 15, 14, 14, and now three. When do we think the last time he took 10 shots in 25 or more minutes was? I'm looking it up right now. I don't know. That's a, you use the the old stat finder. Um, That's 100% what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, it's happened more often than, than I would have thought. Yeah. 
Well, there uh, was a point where he wasn't just a, a huge scorer all the time. So, you know, like 12 points a game, 17 points a game, mm-hmm. his first two years in the league. November 30th of 2021 in a home loss to the Lakers. They lost by 25. He shot mm. it nine times in 36 minutes. Oh, wow. Oof. That's a strange stat. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, I, happened, it's happened 41 times now in his career, but 40, let's see, how many is that? Um, 36 of them came before the turn of the calendar to 2020. Okay. So in his first three seasons. Yeah, when he was young and yeah. inconsistent and trying to find his way in the league. Yeah. The Kings don't win a lot when he does that, by the way. <laughs> Just no. FYI. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, even this year, the the worst games of the year are him scoring few points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anytime he scores under fifteen, they they haven't won the three games he's. And done just, that. To, I I think that's more nights where it gets out of hand because the Kings haven't had a ton of really close losses. Yeah, I think that's games getting out of hand and Fox not playing a ton of minutes or you know. Yeah, like going to the bench early. Yeah, taking taking the opportunity to to get a rest. Yeah, I would I would sit him whether it's against Detroit or Charlotte or. Milwaukee. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't care. If if you think you're going to punt a game, then just do it. If it means getting Darren Fox right. Yeah, it's funny too. The Kings track everything, so right. they're seeing whatever his decline is. And mm-hmm. you know they do. He goes out. He before he warms up, he he jumps on the plates, and they get like acceleration, deceleration. His you know like sort of the power that his body is putting out. And, and then when he gets done with warmups, he comes back and he does it again. Mm-hmm. And they they're they track these things like mm-hmm. throughout the year. Um, I, I guarantee you that those stats are, are showing a rough, a rough stretch where they may need to pull back a little bit, yeah. whether it's minutes, whether it's him sitting out a couple of practices or something. Um, but you can start to see him fade a little bit and you know, it, that happens. I mean, he's, the weight of the world's been on that guy all season long. Yeah. Like, he's a guy backpacking this team half the time. Is there a player who could help take some of the load off of De'Aaron Fox? CJ in Sacramento has an idea. CJ, you're on the Insiders on ESPN 1320. What's up? Hey, I appreciate the time, guys. I just had a question uh, for you. I know yesterday DeMontis Sabonis said that they weren't getting a lot of looks because their offense starts from the defense, getting out on the other end. Uh, What do you guys think about Ben Simmons? I know he's been hurt for the past two years, but just, defensively even when he's bad he's good on defense and this team is never like that good on defense and i'm thinking you really wouldn't have to give much up like um like the og deal in new york look at how good brunson and randall are right now they're like averaging 30 plus points a game and og's only like having four or five but he's his plus minus is like plus 12 plus 15 like Mm. we could if that was ben simmons just like plug that in here next to Sabonis, you move Keegan to the three. You know you may have to give up Herder at most. I don't, I don't even know what they would ask for. He hasn't played in two years, but I mean, what do you guys think? Thanks, CJ. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, the problem. Uh, first of all, Ben Simmons makes thirty seven point nine million this year. Barnes, so. Herder, and Mitchell straight across works. Yeah, but but that's the problem. It it costs you three for one, and next year you're on the hook for forty point three. I want. Zero parts of Ben Simmons, bro. No, he's broken. Like what? What yeah. CJ said, and this is what I want. I want to make make this distinction. What CJ said is not wrong. Yeah. Of Ben Simmons, the on court product. 
but I want no part of whatever Ben Simmons has going on with his basketball career. That's not something I think the Kings need to deal with. Yeah. I don't, I understand that Ben Simmons is a terrific defender and I understand all the different things that you might be able to do with, with him as a small ball five, although he's like six eleven, So really just at five, like there's, there's all these different things you can do and you can pass and you can handle the ball. I, 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 I'm, I'm with it. I get it. Mm-hmm. But he's not, he's not the, the player like that you're envisioning. Yeah. And you're going to have to give up. Like you said, it's a three for one deal. Okay. A three-for-one deal, but it's not Pascal Siakam. No. Who's going to go get you 20 a night, and he's going to pass, and he's going to do all these things defensively. It's this guy who may or may not even play. And, okay, he's a good defender and then doesn't give you a ton else. So I am I am yeah. fully out on, on Ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben is averaging 6.5 points, 6.7 assists, and 10.8 rebounds. Like, that sounds great. He's played six games this season. <laughs> and last year he played 42 the year before that, he missed the entire year with his partial holdout and then uh, a back injury. Mm-hmm. He's a player that even though he's, what, 20, 27, mm-hmm. he's had major back surgery mm-hmm. or at least a back surgery. And anytime you're talking about an NBA player, that's not good. Like, like the idea of Ben Simmons at one point, I was all in. I think he could have been a difference maker. The second you traded for Demonis Sabonis, you can't have a guy who not only doesn't hit threes, but he doesn't take them over the last two mm-hmm. years. He has a total of two attempts and he hasn't hit one, but it's more than that on his career. He's five of 36 from three. God, five of 36 deer and Fox had a stretch like a week and a half ago where he had like 36 attempts in two games, right? 36 is not it's <laughs> crazy for his entire career. He, he's at, it, like, he hasn't hit a three since the 2020, 21 season. Yeah, that's wild. He played eight. He missed his rookie year with the foot injury. Remember? Oh he yeah, played eighty-one games and then seventy-nine, and then fifty-seven out of seventy-three games, and then fifty-eight out of seventy-two games, and then forty-two games last year. And like you said, six this year. I, I want like no part in in, yeah. in theory, sure, but in practice, the Ben Simmons thing doesn't work. No, and what you'd have to give up, what you'd have to pay, is just not. I I, I understand the the idea of hey offense doesn't necessarily need to matter with whatever player the kings acquire mm-hmm. like they don't need a necessarily a high level offensive player if they're going to be a lockdown defender at multiple positions I, yeah. I i rock with that logic and i think that's right but ben simmons is not the player that i think is the solution to that yeah especially when i mean you're right now you're looking over the market and you're looking at players like Again, like Pascal Siakam, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, according to reports, uh, the Kings were relatively close on getting. Um, I have heard some things that, like, I'm not going to bring up on the air because I haven't been able to, uh, like, get to the bottom of it yet. Mm-hmm. But, like, players that Toronto may have asked for that were not Keegan Murray, that the Kings were not willing to give up. So I, I think there is something there. Um, but I also, uh, like, that deal so- could come back around. I, I think so, that there's not. So let's get to the Pascal Siakam thing since, yeah. you, since, since we're here. So we talked about this on the show mm-hmm. before the, the Raptors game. Like, hey, this is a big chance to you know showcase Sacramento. And yep. uh, Toronto Brass are in Sacramento. 
And I don't know if it's the whole front office or just, or just Masai Ujiri. I don't know, but Hey, they're, they're in the building. And then right before tip off, the notification from Shams comes down to the tweet from Shams comes down. It's like, yeah, hey, the deal's done. The mm-hmm. deal's are not done, but deal's off. Nothing, nothing's happening. The Kings are out. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do, what do you, what do you have that you can, you know, comfortably say well, went down there, if anything? Yeah, I, I would say this, like the, the murmur around the team, and, and this is not coming from the murmur around the room Mm-hmm. Is that the to, buzz? The, yeah. Is it, you know, of course, Keegan Murray was not on the table. And mm-hmm. so everyone just assumed that the deal died because Keegan wasn't on the table. That was my assumption. Yes. But there may have been an ask for one of the other core players of the Kings that was not De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis. And again, I don't have it like I have, I've heard it in circles, I haven't heard it from my sources. But there's a murmur that they may have asked for Malik Monk. Hmm. Which, again, is like whether that's that's true or not, I have no idea. But I, mm-hmm. I can honestly tell you that um, that's a difficult thing because Monk is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. And he only has early bird rights. And it doesn't matter if he's with the Sacramento Kings or he's going and he gets traded to a team like Toronto, he would still only have Larry Bird, I mean, early bird rights, mm-hmm. which means the most he can get paid by that team unless they somehow clear out a whole bunch of cap space, which is possible. Maybe Toronto does have a, bad, a bunch of cap space this year, but the only way they, they can really sign him is either to a standard free agent deal um, or an early bird deal. Huh. And so standard free agent deal would mean they would have to clear a bunch of cap space in order to sign him. Right. Um, a early bird deal is the same deal the Kings can sign him to. His bird rights, whatever his rights are now, they go with him. Right. And so, but they would be broken up. His, his bird rights would also get broken up if he was traded like moving forward because it's only a two-year deal. Hmm. So like he would not, if he signed a one-year deal with them, he would not all of a sudden have his bird rights. I'm I'm almost positive because it can't be with two different teams. So, so now I'm thinking because we we've had so many discussions about Keegan Murray. Yeah. And hey, is there a trade out there that that you would a realistic trade out there that you would put Keegan Murray on the table? And the answer was like no, because if the Celtics call and say, hey, do you want Jason Tatum? Then yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But like that's not going to happen. So realistically, now I'm wondering if there's a realistic deal out there that I'd be willing to give up Malik Monk. Yeah, that's not a like something I thought we would discuss. I didn't I've I've literally this is the first time I'm thinking about it. And off the dome it's no because I'm in the he's their most important player camp and if you're trading Malik Monk you were completely readjusting the chemistry of what your team is. Yeah. So yeah, I no, think that's a no for me. I think the idea too of Malik Monk right now is so powerful for fans because they've seen how much impact he has on this team mm-hmm. and how he is this lightning rod for, you know, yeah. of energy and everything else. He he changes so many things. But he is a free agent and if he walks at the end of the season, there's nothing the Kings can do. Right. If he goes out and gets a bigger contract or he just wants to go start somewhere, there is realistically nothing the Kings can do to stop that. I feel like that's something the Kings would have at least like a, a small idea on though, right? Yeah. 
Well, I, that I mean, is, if, like, they, if Malik, so the Raptors come to the table and say, hey, yeah, Pascal Siakam, you know, is indeed available. <laughs> we want Malik Monk, though. If the Kings have been hearing from Monk in his camp, like, I don't know. I he's going to get a lot more than gonna, the 17.4 you can offer. Yeah, and, and you know what? This, I, I, I'm hearing that he's going to get a starting, uh, an offer to start. Ex- then that's the priority for him. Then I think that that it makes it easier to to pull the trigger on that on that move. But if they're not getting that sense, or they don't know, or if they've heard the opposite, like yeah, yeah. Hey, he wants to be here in Sacramento, then 100, percent it's not. It's it's not even on the table for me. Yeah. Well, and and again, I'm not hearing that from my sources. It's it was a something that was thrown around in in a you know a setting where yeah. I don't know where somebody got their information and whether that was 100% or not or whether either they were 100%, but it's something that has been like... Strictly sort of rumored and speculated. Rumor and speculated. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So right. I, I'm not putting my name on that and saying, hey, the Kings turned down a deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. Don't aggregate that. Yeah, I, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because I'm I'm fully not... Yeah. I'm not sure where it's coming from. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing, though, because, again, you're talking about a guy who's a free agent at the end of the year, I think everyone knows how much he means to the Kings and mm-hmm. I, how much he means to De'Aaron Fox, but he doesn't have to consider that stuff when he goes into free agency this summer. He has to do what's best for him. And yeah, 100%. So at the same time, we always talk about, you know, how Toronto let Fred Van Vliet go and they they might let Pascal Siakam go at the end of the season and get nothing in return, all these mm-hmm. things, right? Well, the Kings could also lose Malik Monk for nothing. Yeah. And it's not something that people want to talk about, but it's a reality that, yeah. you know, it just depends on what's out there and what kind of offer com- comes his way and what kind of opportunity comes his way. Yeah. You just don't know. And the Kings, unfortunately, I laid out that scenario where they know 100% he's coming back or he doesn't. The fact of the matter is they're not. Like, they are very much not going to know. No. Well, he's not. I, I'm I, I'm sure they're not going to know by February 8th. Well, yeah, and I always go, go back to like the Carlos Boozer thing years ago where Carlos Boozer had an, an option year, a team option year when he was coming out of his rookie scale deal and he was a second round pick. So it was nothing. It was a couple of hundred thousand bucks mm-hmm. and it was Cleveland, right? Cleveland had the opportunity to just pick up the option mm-hmm. and then he would hit free agency the next year. He, they said, we'll work out. He said, well, we'll work out a long-term deal if you let me opt out, if you opt out and then we can work on a long-term deal. Okay, he opts out, and then Utah throws a ridiculous amount of oh. money at him, and there's nothing they could do to match. They they didn't have the ability to match, and he went to Utah. Oh, and you're like, oh, okay. Yikes. I mean, it was dirty play for oh, sure, man. But <laughs> yeah, the 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 boozer deal is like a cautionary uh. tale. So, yeah, Dang. yeah. Anyway, I just don't. I, I'm I'm having a hard time reconciling how not reconciling i'm having a hard time wrapping my head around how i would feel if they didn't have malik monk anymore oh yeah even if it was even if it was for pascal siakam like i like pascal siakam a lot but i don't know if i like him that much and apparently the kings may or may not we haven't we haven't confirmed that but yeah but at the same time like the siakam deal is it's tough because you like siakam but do you like him at 40, 45, sure. 44, whatever? Whatever like, he's going to sign for. Do you want him at $192 million over the next four years? Mm-hmm. And how much do you have to give up? And what if you trade for him and he doesn't re-sign? Well, and that's okay. And that's the whole thing is like, let, let's 
take the Raptors. They trade for Kawhi Leonard. They get their title and then he leaves. But that is all worth it because they won that title. Mm -hmm. You risk losing Kawhi because he made you a championship contender the day he stepped foot in the six. And is Pascal Siakam doing that for the Kings? Yeah. That's, I don't, like I said, I like Pascal Siakam a lot, but I don't think I'm there with him. Yeah. And you possibly throw away uh, a long-term core for a half-year rental? No. Nope. not. No. That's you'd tough. Need, you'd need that full-blown guarantee. And even then, man, like you said, are you are you happy paying Pascal Siakam north of $40 million for the next four or five years? <sighs> yeah. I'm it's, down to take the risk if it's the Herder, Barnes, Barnes Mitchell, and a pick yeah. deal. That to me is a risk that I'm willing to to take, but I get why if it was indeed the case and Malik Monk was the player the Raptors put on the table, I get why the Kings would would back out there. And certainly if the Raptors also sat down and said it's Keegan Murray is the end all and be all here. If he's off the table, then we're out. I also see why the Kings did that. Yeah. Because it's been very public knowledge that they don't want to do Keegan this Murray. this really it comes it feels just like the Ben Simmons situation a mm-hmm. couple of years ago where there were so many rumors about the Kings being intrigued by Ben Simmons and you know this tie between Monty McNair and Daryl Morey and then the Kings roll into Philadelphia right as trade talks are like super hot mm-hmm. and you think oh they're gonna get him mm-hmm. or they're gonna sit down in a room they're gonna negotiate this thing mm-hmm. they did no deal. Kings walked out of the room and it was over. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. It feels like the exact same thing where you had the meeting, the personal in-person meeting where you actually had a conversation and the the understanding coming out of that conversation was, no, we're not going to do what you're asking. It's too much. Mm-hmm. And the, the Kings walked away. I, I don't know for sure that it happened 100% that way this time, mm-hmm. but like their entire front office was sitting there courtside. Like, it wasn't a secret. Yeah. Yeah. And and Bobby Wagner. (laughs) uh, Bobby, um, oh, it'll come to me, but uh, their assistant, they were all right there. Like, it's, (laughs) it's like, if they wanted the deal done, they could have not come out on the floor. They could have just all sat in a room and worked something out. Yeah. It didn't happen. Maybe they wanted to go to Golden State and have that same exact opportunity Mm -hmm. and see if they can get a deal done there. And maybe that goes through or doesn't. And, and then they go to the next city mm-hmm. and try to figure it out with whether the Clippers or the Lakers can can offer something. Mm-hmm. Like this could be like a, a long game that we're seeing here with them. And then we could see them come back around and say, okay, we got the best deal while we were at people like face to face. And this is what we'll do. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Hmm. I can't wait to get the the TikTok on that from, from somebody because I'm <clears throat> fascinated by the entire uh, the entire thing. All right. Yeah. 916-909-1320. 916-909-1320. If you want to jump in on this conversation, we're talking Kings trades. We're talking uh, Kings loss to the Pelicans. If you want to talk Kings win over the Raptors, we can. By the way, we have a uh, Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game for both games. We'll give you the first one coming up next. The arena vibe was a little bit weird on Friday. Mm. And I want to talk about why coming up. Because mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a, a rock-solid answer, uh, but maybe somebody has one. We'll talk about it next on ESPN 1320. 
You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.